Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining us. I'm Leah Alter. And I'm Joanna Ayersman. And this is Women Share, a marketing guide for women in financial services. Today's conversation is going to be so much fun because today is all about using our outside voice. Sarah Losey, founder of Favorite Daughter Media, is our guest, and she's an expert on all things podcasts, from using podcast guesting to build your business to how to launch and maintain a successful podcast. In addition, she helps her clients develop thought leadership strategies and their personal brands. Plus, as you'll hear in her story, she also knows a thing or two about about financial services. In fact, Sarah is the person we turn to in developing this show. So Sarah, welcome to Women Share, and we are so happy to have you here. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. A little inception, and we love it. (laughs) I know. I'm usually on the other side of the show. Well, you've taught us well, so we had to have you on. And you're sort of the perfect guest for us, right? Your career has been an interesting intersection of marketing and financial services. We actually met through a mutual colleague and client um, and set up a call to talk about one thing, but ended up spending our time talking a lot about podcasting. And this show was something that I was actually already noodling on at the time. Cut to a few months later, here we are. And you were such a big inspiration just for me personally from going from, I have this idea for a podcast to the reality, which is, we have a podcast. Um, and you know, so you're a big inspiration for for us being where we are and and so excited that you're here. So can you talk us through a little bit um about your professional background, how you kind of got to where you are now doing what you're doing with podcasting? Yeah, and wow, you're so nice to me while we're recording. <laughs> Just while we're recording. Okay. Noted. No, you're always nice. Yeah, so I was in the financial services industry for three years. Um, I had started my career in marketing and advertising and ended up taking a job as the marketing manager for um, a financial advising firm. And while I was there, they had already had a podcast that I kind of took over as the producer for. So I was executive producer for a podcast that uh, we ended after five seasons. And I learned everything that I know by jumping into this industry and getting on that side of podcasting and how we can use it to build a business, how it can be used specifically in the financial services field, which can be very different and very difficult to use certain types of media because of all of the regulations and all the compliance. So I was able to really learn how best to do it and how to use strategies like podcast guesting and lead generation and all of these different tools. So eventually, I kind of took the leap, launched my own company, and now I specifically focus on launching podcasts and helping people guest on shows. And I just kind of have that niche within finance because I know things about money now at this point. I was in it long enough that a few things kind of stuck. So uh, it became my niche. And that's really interesting because I think it's, you know, what we loved about working with you as marketers is you are also a marketer in addition to your podcast expertise. So you just really, I think, have this nice mix of thinking about the overall, like, how does this fit into your marketing plan? Not just what makes a great podcast in terms of content. So it's been it's been so fun working with you. Okay. So with Favorite Daughter Media, you invite people to use their outside voice. 
So tell us more about what that means and specifically how would that apply for women in the financial services industry? So in general, I always think back to when we were kids and we're just constantly being told to use our inside voices. And sometimes we're told that and we're not even inside. We're just always kind of told to speak softly, speak quietly. And I remember that feeling when I was a kid and I would be told to use my inside voice, but I'm just so excited about what I'm trying to talk about that I feel like if I use that inside voice, I'm just going to bubble over. Like I need to just yell about it. I need to be loud. And I'm just so excited and so passionate that I can't be quiet. And that whole idea is something that I want people as adults to really embrace. And when they find that topic that they're really passionate about, I want them to be loud. I want them to share it and talk about it, whether it's into a microphone, whether it's on a podcast, on a stage, in a book, whatever it is, how can we translate that excitement that we had as kids into the things that we're doing as adults? And I think it can be really, really powerful in financial services, especially for women, because we all know this industry is so, so like male heavy. And it takes a lot to use that loud voice and to make sure that you get heard as a woman. Because a lot of rooms that you're going to be in, a lot of tables you're going to sit at, you might be the only one. So having that confidence and just that permission that you give yourself to use that outside voice to make sure your voice is heard is so, so important. I love that point too, because we had a guest on um, a few episodes ago, Kristen LeClaire, who talked about how important it was in those initial interactions and new jobs and things like that about, you know, using your voice and standing up for what you believe in and how important it is to do that early and often in your career. And I think that what you said just kind of exemplifies what she's talking about, which is it's really, really important, particularly to your point, if you're the, you know, the only woman in the room or at the table. And I would also say, Sarah, as you were, you know, talking about what that means to you and you're passionate around it, like we can relate to that with this show, right? It was, we've talked about very uncomfortable for me initially to be like, what place do I have of talking about this? But I'm, but we're so passionate about giving women in the industry a voice that I feel that energy, like you said, where you just can't hold it inside and you need to, I'm like, screw it. Let's put the work out there. This is important. We'll see what happens. Who knows what will come of this, right? But I think as women, when we're tapping into those moments where we feel that energy too, and like being attuned to that and doing something with it, acting on it, like put the work out there and and see what you can do to to help other women. So it resonates. It totally resonates. Yes. Right along with the mission of the show. So you have experience in using both podcast production as well as podcast guesting to help build your brand and your business and your voice. How do you see those two strategies working independently and or together um, specifically in financial services? They are two separate strategies that can be really good, both hand in hand and by themselves. And which one you want to use and whether you want to use either of them is really going to be dependent on your goals, your personality, and what it is that you have to say. 
by itself, if you were to produce a podcast and we talk about these, it's branded podcasts. This isn't like a hobby show. You're not talking about painting and all of the things that you do on the side, though you can feel free. But when it comes to a branded podcast, the whole idea is for it to help you grow a business. And there are so many things that you have to have in mind when you're doing that. But the biggest thing is to remember you're not here to talk about your business. Branded podcasts are not the same as ads. And that's something that people sometimes get wrong. So you want to be focusing on the things that you value. And that's why I was so excited when you guys brought me this show, because you already knew that you are. You didn't come to me saying like, hey, guys, I want to advertise my business. Let's make a podcast. You came to me with we want to help women get heard. We want to help women share their experiences and their stories. And that is exactly what I built my company for. So I was so excited about that. And using things like podcasting to share these stories and share these experiences and share the things that come that are kind of behind the scenes of your business, that's going to turn you into a thought leader. And all of this, it comes down to thought leadership and making yourself an authority and finding people that want to listen. Because once you have people listening, you're going to be able to really connect with them and get them to change their behaviors or want to partner with you, want to see you succeed. So on the production side, that, that's where that magic lies. It's making sure that you're really pushing those values and those ideals. Well, and then with the guesting strategy, right? So if you have a client who's maybe not comfortable producing a podcast or putting out the content productively, tell us more about podcast guesting and, and how that can help grow the business. And like, do you target certain types of podcasts or how should someone think about that? Yeah, podcast guesting is very similar in that like you want to make sure you have those stories and that personality that makes people want to listen. And it's a, another way to get yourself into that thought leadership position. And it's an option that's a little less time consuming, which can be really good, especially in financial services. Y'all are busy. I know that for a fact. That's the first thing I learned is financial advisors do not have a lot of time. So when you're able to just guest on a show, it takes away a lot of the legwork and it takes away a lot of the time that you need to budget for the show. So you can go on a yeah. podcast and share your stories and share your value and offer a lot of insights, a lot of information and get people really interested in who you are. And that will get them to want to look more into what you do professionally and how they can work with you. So it's just another one that you just need to lead with that value. And mm -hmm. the biggest difference is with a podcast, you have seasons and seasons to get your listeners to know who you are and to get to know you, to bring them through that no like trust process. But with guesting, you only have like 30 minutes. So you really need to know what you're doing. You need to go in with a plan and go in with all of these different pieces of value that you plan on offering so that you can make the most of those 30 minutes and use it to market yourself and use it to market your company in a way that gets people to want to listen. Well, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I'm like nodding along as I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, and it's interesting you mentioned the component about trust. And when you do have a podcast that it builds trust, I came from an organization where we had the OG version of podcasting. We had an AM radio show, right? But it was amazing. I'm sorry, a what? 
Yeah. I have, yeah. Well, <laughs> so once upon a time, it's a dial you don't radio. know about. Yeah. <laughs> when before your car had satellite radio, um, but but you know, it, we would joke that the founders of the firm were doing long form content marketing before that was they knew that's what that was. You know, they were just passionate about financial education, and so. I do think specifically in a space like financial services, where it's so much about building trust and credibility and people want to get to know what you're all about, right? Before they start turning over their life savings to you, it can be a great strategy to put your voice out there. So aside from what you've covered so far, if, because I, of the advisors that I've talked to, I feel like so many people are considering like, maybe I should do a podcast, right? They've got this energy. What, what advice would you give to somebody at that stage? How should they think about it? How any tips on how to evaluate if launching a podcast is right for you? There's a few things I would say to that. I mean, deciding if it's right for you, you have to think about a like your personality. Are you a talker or not? Because I've seen a lot of people that they want to start a podcast, but they're not super comfortable talking. And I was also the same way. It took me a while. It took me a lot of different like roots of practicing in, before I was comfortable uh, like speaking into a microphone or public speaking in general. It's actually why I ended up bartending and serving like waiting tables in college. I did that to make myself comfortable talking to strangers. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Like okay. there's things that you don't really talk, like think about that are ways that you can make yourself more comfortable and more ready for something like this. Yeah. So hmm. there's different avenues of thought leadership that don't require speaking and public speaking and all of that. Like you can go the publishing route, you can write, you can blog. But when it comes to podcasting, if you are comfortable talking, you're eloquent and you have a lot to say, podcasting can be a really good fit. And then from there, it's just going to come down to how much time, energy and money you have to put into it, because there are ways that you can do it completely by yourself. You can buy all the equipment, record yourself, edit it yourself, do all of it. It's going to take a whole lot of time and a whole lot of energy. And then there's the ways that you can do it where you hire a team and they handle everything. You sit down at the microphone, talk for 30 minutes, and you're done. So think about what you have to invest in it because a podcast is an investment. It's not a tool for immediate revenue. It can be amazing for marketing, but you have to invest in it first, and it's kind of a long game. So if you have the time and the energy and you have the budget to hire people that can handle all of the technical stuff that you don't want to bother learning about, it can be really powerful. Well, you kind of answered the next question, honestly, <laughs> which was to talk about a little bit about resources that someone should plan for if they did, you know, want to launch a podcast. So are there any specific, I know it's hard to talk about specific budgets and resources and even human resources, but in general for the financial services industry, are you seeing any sort of trends in terms of you need one person in your office dedicated to this with X amount of budget for equipment, X amount of budget for editing, things like that. It really is going to depend on the firm and the goals and because there's so many different ways that you can go about it and you can do it the premier highest dollar way. You can fly to different studios around the country to talk to different people like there's you can do it like the cat daddy version 
Or you can do it like set up a recording space in your office and do it this way where you talk to people all around the world, but you do it. It's almost like it's on Zoom. So it really depends on how much you want to put towards it. I usually recommend starting small, whether you are a big firm with millions in marketing budget or you're just one person by yourself. The first microphone you buy shouldn't be the $1,000 microphone. The first camera that you buy shouldn't be the $1,000 camera. Uh, you should be starting small, doing it the kind of low budget way of this microphone will give me good enough sound quality that will sound professional. And this camera will make me look clear. This will do. And to see if you even like it because you might not. And I don't like I have ADHD, so the amount of hobbies I have invested in that I have not touched since I bought everything possible, if anyone needs um, a hand embroidery kit or anything <laughs> to make clay jewelry, I've got all of it. It's not been opened. So it's the same thing. Like You might not like podcasting. You might not like this media. It might not be for you. So start small. Bring in the professionals to do the things like the editing, the audio engineering, things that you don't need to know about. There's no reason for financial advisors to know how to edit a podcast. So bring in professionals for those pieces to get you to a show that still looks and feels professional, but it doesn't have to be a million dollar project. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, had we not worked with you and tried to figure all of this out on our own, I think we still would have been in like stay infant, you know, infant stages of this. We certainly wouldn't be, you know, already out in the world. Absolutely not. Just because it was a whole new world for us. Even as marketers, we know how to market this podcast, right? Like that we, we know how to do, but in terms of, yeah, what, what's the best equipment? What are the best platforms? Me trying to learn how to edit probably just wasn't ever going to happen. So I think knowing what you're good at and what you like to do and what you already know how to do is like step one. And then it's to your point, okay, how much is it going to cost? How much do I need to budget and invest in so that I can have professionals help me do all the other stuff that it takes? And, yeah. and working with you guys has been like a game changer for that for us. Well, thank you. We do our best. But with things like this, you, when it is a branded show, you need it to be a reflection of your company. So for financial advising firms, you want it to look as high budget as possible because you're trying to attract high dollar clients. So that's an, another thing that goes into how much you spend on it. But there are ways that you can do that that are affordable for modest budgets. I think podcasting is honestly one of the most affordable medias. It's something that anyone can do. You All you really need is a microphone. And that's why I love it so much because you can put almost no money behind the marketing of it, but with enough like SEO power and social media, you can reach people all over the world. And that is amazing. I have not seen, or I don't personally know anyone still using like television ads to grow their business, but that is not affordable for most people. I personally don't plan on buying a Super Bowl commercial for Favorite Daughter <laughs> Media. You will not see me at the Super Bowl, but I'm still able to grow 
based on what my budget is by just doing it strategically. And podcasts is one of the most strategic ways you can do that, in my opinion. Well, and I think it's interesting, even your concept of like graduate to the next levels of technology. Similarly, if you're thinking about, hey, I'm launching this podcast kind of proof of concept-esque, right? And you're outsourcing, then maybe at some point in time, it's showing enough traction you're building it into a larger thought leadership strategy that there are some components you decide to bring in-house, right? Whether it's designers or producers or that sort of thing. So I think the iterative approach to how you think about it and not, this is going to be a corporate term, don't try to like boil the ocean, right? Right away, like don't get so like excited about it that you think you have to nail it um, from at the high-end budget from the get-go. You coached us a lot on that and I just think it was really valuable. Yeah, it's kind of that idea of don't let perfection stand in the way of greatness. You can create a really great show if you're not worried about creating a show that is perfect. Mm -hmm. And what is great for one person is is different than it is for somebody else. So the most important thing you want to remember is create a show that you would want to listen to and bring on guests that you want to talk to cover topics that you want to talk about. Because if you're not enjoying it, if you're not having fun with it, if you're not laughing while you're interviewing your guests, what are you doing? Like, why why are you doing this? (laughs) And I remember when you guys recorded your trailer and there was a point, Leah, that you laughed or like we could hear you smiling when you said something. And we like every single time we listened to it during the editing process, we would smile because you can like you can hear emotion. And yeah. so when you're able to speak on a podcast with authentic emotion, it makes it more fun and more like relatable to listen to. Well, and I think Joanna and I had that conversation early on, too, which is, yes, this is a professional podcast. We're both professionals that you know, run marketing companies and all of that. And we want it to be really real. So we're actually embracing the the non-perfection of it all, of every episode, of every conversation, the glitches, the all the ums. What what does Larry call them? The grammatical grunts. Your grammatical grunts. (laughs) All, All of that. Because we know that that is, that's real. And we want you, the listener, to know that it's still valuable, even if it's not perfect. Yeah. Authenticity is what fuels human connection. And podcasting is all about that connection. And it's it's so important. And I mean, so my business partner is Larry Roberts, and he's the one that actually does all the editing and production for your show. And we talk about this all the time, whether it's on our show, Branded, or in meetings with you guys. But the most important thing you need to do while you're recording a podcast is just be yourself. Because if you're trying to be what you think a professional is supposed to be, you're it's just going to be really fake and people will see through it. And we all get to define what professional is to us. I would rather talk to somebody who I feel like I can relate to and who I can laugh with and be comfortable with, but has proven that they know what they're doing and they have that in those insights and they have that genuine just like knowledge about it, then talk to the person in the suit who is just going to nod and smile and give tell me what I want to hear. Authenticity right. is so much more valuable. As as we were talking about, people can hear 
BS. We'll leave it at there. We won't we won't say the phone. You can't <laughs> yeah. just smell it. You can hear it. Yeah. You can hear it. And it yeah. comes right in, especially on <laughs> high definition microphones. That's You're gonna right. hear it. Right. <laughs> so Sarah, when we first talked met with you to talk about the concept for the show, you were on board, not just as a producer, but as a woman in the financial services industry. So what was it about this concept that sparked something for you? I think it was just I had been producing podcasts in finance or I've been working with other podcasts and other content creators. And what y'all were trying to say was something that I felt was really important. And I had been in finance for so many years and I actually was lucky enough to work at a firm that did have a large female presence and female leadership and They've won several awards for having the, those female leaders in place. I've gone to events with other firms and I've seen like, oh, I'm kind of spoiled because this is not the norm. And it's it's tough. It's tough to be in those environments. It's tough to be the only woman in the room. And especially, I mean, I'm 28. I was I started in finance at 24 and it's hard to be taken seriously. So I think a show like yours that puts women more into the driver's seat and gives them the opportunity to talk to other women, because that's what's most important. It's representation matters. So there might be all of these women in power and in leadership, but if they're not talking about it, if they're not sharing their experiences and giving other women tools and advice to help them, they're only kind of fighting half the battle. So I think talking about it is the part that is so important. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I want to stand your... up and slow clap to that. <laughs> if my mic wasn't on a arm, I would drop it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, and I think that's a great lead in for the next question, which is what is the best advice that you've gotten in your career? So I don't know if this counts because it wasn't personally said to me, but Austin Cleon, who I talk about constantly because I am obsessed. Uh, he's the author of Steal Like an Artist, but one of his other books is called Show Your Work. And that book is so powerful for anyone in this position, anyone that's trying to become a thought leader, anyone who has something to say, who wants to use their outside voice, just show your work. And what he means by that is the only way you're going to gain attention, the only way you're going to find an audience is if you start sharing. So you have to talk about these things you're passionate about. You have to start the podcast, write the blog, post on social media, Put the work and your thoughts out there for others to see because you can have all of these fantastic ideas, have all these great thoughts, but without showing them and without talking about them, nobody's ever going to know. Yes. Sorry. All of this is resonating. I'm just like, it's so, like Leah said, inception, but it's related to the journey we've been on. Anyway, it, it's, yes, show your work. And who was that? Sorry, who was the author? Austin Cleon, the oh, amazing God. author of... Okay. Uh, steal like an artist, show your work, and keep going are his two really powerful business creativity books. Oh, love it. I have to check those out. Okay, so then similar, 
I guess, question or along the same vein, but specific to women entering the financial services industry. Any advice, you know, if you're sitting across the table from a young woman who's considering coming into the industry, what advice would you give? So my advice is going to be a little different than what you'd probably hear because of the fact that I am not a financial professional. And I was director of marketing for three years. And one of the reasons that I left was because I didn't feel like I could be myself. Because of being a financial professional is kind of a personality that they expect you to have. And they expect you to be polished and kind of buttoned up and wear neutral colors and tucked in polo shirts on casual Friday, like all of these things that are just so not me. So I ended up leaving the industry because of that, because I wanted to give myself permission to be myself. And I launched my company as a way that I could give myself that permission. And I still am able to work in finance and have that as my niche and work with financial professionals, but as myself. So I think the advice I would give is if you find yourself in a room or at a table where you don't feel like you're allowed to be you, find a different room. Find a different Mm, table. So good. There are so many different people in the world. There are like all kinds of kinds. There are industries in any industry. You can find a group that you resonate with. So find it. Don't put up with the BS of yesteryear and the harassment and all of this stuff that people think is like, oh, this is fine because it's what we've always done. It doesn't have to be. So find a room that lets you feel comfortable and stay in that room. Or if you have to stay in the other room, change it. All right. This has been so great. We want to give you an opportunity to share with our listeners where they can go and learn more about Favorite Daughter Media, as well as branded podcast. Where can people get more Sarah? Oh, there's so much of me to go around. Um, My website is favoritedaughtermedia.com and all of my contact information. And I've got some free downloadable eBooks for y'all and anything you want for me is right there. And I am the co-host of Branded, which is a comprehensive guide to creative branding. And that can be found at listentobranded.com. It features my amazing co-host and business partner, Larry Roberts. And I would love for y'all to check it out. Excellent. Well, this, like Leah said, this has been so much fun. Thank you for being here. You were on our guest list from day one. We've learned so much from you and I hope everybody listening has learned a lot. One more plug for Brandon. If you are curious about where the name Favorite Daughter Media came from, tune in. They cover that in their podcast. So it's a great marketing listen for experienced marketers or people who have no familiarity with branding. So that's our show for today. If ours is a mission that you would like to join in, please do us a favor and subscribe to Women Share on your favorite podcast platform. With that, I'm Joanna Arisman. And I'm Leah Alter, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Women Share.